0: at loveisrael.org that's one word loveisrael.org now here's baruch with today's lesson
1: there's going to be a transition among the people of God we have seen that the children of Israel has been victorious they have defeated their enemies they have taken possession of that land they have distributed the land and now we're going to see that the tribes are going to go to their respective parcel of land that which they have inherited and that means for two and a half tribes they're going to the eastern side of the jordan river and of course we've emphasized this we're talking about reuven god and the half tribe of Manasseh. look if you would to the book of joshua and chapter 22 the book of joshua and chapter 22. it says here then yahushua he will call to ruven and to gad and to the half tribe of Manasseh. and he said unto them you have kept all which moses the servant of the lord has commanded you for you have heard my voice now this word for hearing remember it's the word shema and it means to hear and not just hear but take what you've heard and respond properly it has a degree of obedience and that's what yeshua is saying that you have heard my voice meaning you have responded properly we might translate it you have obeyed my voice all which I have commanded you. Now, notice he's singling out these two tribes, Reuven and God, and the half tribe of Manasseh. And remember something that half tribe of Manasseh is unique because there are those on the eastern side and there are those on the western side of the Jordan River. And what's the purpose of that? Well, according to most commentators, in order that there would be a connection that there would not be a disconnection between those on the East and those on the West that the tribe of Manashe since their position in both locations that they would keep that connection that there would be a, a going back and forth between family members this would lead to commerce and other things that would let them know that the Jordan River was not a dividing mark but rather was simply an obstacle that was overcome by god in order to bring the people into the land in unity and therefore that unity is called to be preserved look at verse 3 he says and you did not leave your brothers these many days now, something's important because you did not leave your brothers. What is he referring to? Well, remember, when Moses was still alive, these two tribes, primarily Reuben and God, they wanted to stay on the eastern side because the land was, was fitting for their livestock. They liked that land, and therefore they asked God through Moses if they could remain there. And they could but there was a condition we all know this we've talked about it that when it came time to taking possession of all the land especially that land on the western side that also reuven and god would help their their brethren including the tribe of Manasseh. that all would fight together as one people united for god's purpose to take possession of the land that god had promised if so when the land was fully conquered as it has been and as it's been distributed by lot according to the providence of God after all of this they could go back and dwell in the land of Gilead on the east side of the Jordan River and this is what is being done today Yahushua, he's saying to the people these two and a half tribes have been faithful they have stood fast in their word they have obeyed what they're supposed to do and now they can return back look if you would to verse 3 you have not abandoned or left your brethren this many days now these many days are actually years as we've learned earlier unto this day you have kept mishmerit meaning the charge you have done what you're supposed to do you have been faithful faithful to the commandment of the lord your god so these two tribes with the half tribe of Manasseh, they have proven to be faithful they have a good testimony concerning them they have heard the word of god and they have obeyed the word of god now notice how this scripture begins Yeshua is saying that they are faithful that they are obedient to the instructions of God verse 4 and now the Lord your God has given rest to your brethren meaning the other tribes your brothers just as he spoke to them now some will say just as he promised but it's the word debare, not but deber just as he spoke to them and now the next word panu turn some translate it different but it's simply the word turn and now turn and go for yourself to your tents in the land of your possession which moses the servant of the lord gave to you on the other side of the jordan so what's happening is these tribes are being sent to the eastern side what we'll know as the land of gilead they have fulfilled their obligation and now they're going back to their allotment of land that they have received according to the commandment of moses the servant of the lord look if you would to verse verse five Yahushua wants to give some additional instruction. He says, only keep, and then the word me'od, keep exceedingly. Now, me'od means very, but this word very means abundantly, exceedingly, in a very great way. Many times that word is used to show importance. So when he says keep, it means continue to obey and do so in the utmost manner that's what it means rakshimru me'od and it says in the in continuation to do the commandment and the torah which moses the servant of the lord has commanded you now we're going to see something what is the basis for obedience and the basis for one obeying god is love messiah taught that when he said if you love me you'll keep my commands and notice what this scripture says again verse five only keep exceedingly to do the commandment and the torah which moses the servant of the lord has commanded you and what is the foundation of that to love the lord your god and to walk in all of his ways that is emphatic all of his ways and to keep his commandments and notice this and to cling with it now it's interesting because we've mentioned the Torah the Torah is a feminine word Torah it is third person singular feminine but here we have the word bow which is masculine and we would expect it to say cling to it meaning the torah but it literally says cling to him and there's a lesson here now this word for clinging has to do with a word of relationship the first place it's found in the bible is in early on in the book of genesis when a man will leave his his household his father and mother and cleave to his wife that's that relationship it's a term of relationship and unity well what it's teaching us is this when we cleave to the torah in actuality we're cleaving to him meaning the lord that's the important takeaway in this passage to keep his commandments and to cling to him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul verse 6 after giving these instructions what does yoshua do well joshua does this verse 6 and joshua blessed them and he sent them and they went to their tents what do we have we have a putting in of order setting things arranging things according to the order of god so that this nation a holy people a a a distinct people can begin to function and in doing that joshua blesses these tribes look again at verse six and he blessed them and he sent them and they went to their tents verse seven and to the half tribe of Manasseh moses gave in the bashan now this is in the golan heights this is up above the jordan river and we see here also to this half tribe joshua gave with their brothers on the other side of the jordan yama which is towards the sea or because the mediterranean is west of israel to the west what does this tell us well now we are given something what i mentioned earlier manashe is unique because he has a portion on the east but also a portion on the west and that is to keep that connection that i mentioned of what is being emphasized here and it's very important that you see this is the unity between all of the tribes those on the east of the jordan river those on the west so this is foundational in this passage according to how god set things up now let's look at another scripture look if you would to the second part of verse 7 and also that joshua sent them to their tents and he blessed them so even with this we see this continuation of the blessing and being sent to their tents back home look now to verse 8 and he said unto them speaking with much possessions now we're coming up on a very important instruction from joshua as they're departing and one of the things we sometimes see is that the most important thing is saved to the last these parting words so you do not forget and joshua is instructing these tribes going back to the east side see we know something not all the men could go not all of them could be warriors why some had to stay with the stuff meaning staying with the possessions their tents their their habitation where the women and the children were as well there were men that stayed there to defend the families of all the tribes all of the tribe of Reuben all of the tribe of Gad, and and the half of the tribe of Manasseh on that Eastern portion and I remember this was years ago probably longer than 30 years I heard Charles Stanley speak a message And let me just simply say that it is just wonderful that someone can remember a message for 30 years ago that says a lot about the message. And I remembered that it was entitled Staying with the Stuff. And it talked about how those who didn't go out to battle but remain back in the camp, guarding, providing, doing the things that were necessary for the rest of the people not the warriors but the ones that stayed there were men that stayed with the stuff and and we see that they were instructed to receive the same uh, spoil as the warriors who went out and fought and this is exactly what joshua is going to tell at this time look at verse 8 and he said unto them speaking with much possessions they are returning or simply return return to your tents with much possessions and with very much livestock with silver with gold with with bronze or copper with iron and with with many very many garments and what are they instructed to do joshua said divide the spoils of your enemy with your brethren so he's saying those who who didn't go out they get a percent they get a division of that spoil that you the soldiers took don't ignore them value what they did in staying with the stuff and what wonderful wonderful counsel so acknowledge them as well that they played a very important role they also receive from the spoils. Verse 9. And they returned and they went. Who's that? The sons of Reuben and the sons of God and the half tribe of Manasseh. They return from the children of Israel where? In Shiloh. Now I would emphasize that because shiloh has been something that has been emphasized in this book of joshua in fact there's two places which have been emphasized one is where they were when they crossed the jordan they came to a place called gilgal and this is where they were circumcised they were not For 39 years, they were not. They did not keep the Passover while they were wandering in the wilderness. But now, that place Gilgal rolling, rolling away the reproach of the people. Now, being circumcised signifies the death of the flesh. Being circumcised relates to the Abrahamic covenant and faith it's faith that brings about the death of the flesh it is faith that brings us into a covenantal relationship with god it is faith that causes us to get rid of those things that reflect that carnal nature this is what happened at Gogol. that was emphasized but also recently it's been shiloh and what's there the tabernacle And the tabernacle, we always speak about the holy of holies. There's that holy place, there's a courtyard, but there's also the altar. And why is that important? This is related to worship. Biblically speaking, it's very important that you hear this and understand the implications to it. When we deal with worship, the centerpiece of of furniture in the tabernacle and also in the temple that followed was the altar. Altar. Very significant, the altar. Remember that it is going to begin to dominate this passage of scripture. So they did this at Shiloh, which is in the land of Canaan. And it says they walked to the land of Gilead, to the land of their possessions, where these two tribes, Reuven and God, and also the half tribe of Manasseh, where they were, where uh, it says that uh, their possessions were taken meaning the possession of the land was taken by means of the mouth of the lord through the hand meaning under the authority was god spoke it and moses administrator that it. it was moses authority that brought it about so there is a returning back to god's order positioning the people in that allotment that possession that they inherited by lot not based upon desire but based upon lot what god said verse verse 10 and they came to the regions of the jordan now let's let's set the stage so we're all in agreement there is this separation going on between reuven god and the half tribe of Manasseh, all those people that went and fought the battle there now those two and a half tribes are going back going towards the other side of the jordan river to the land of gilead and as they're going notice what the scripture says as they're going verse 10 they came to the region of the jordan so now they haven't passed over yet they are on the way to do so, which is in the land of Canaan. This is important. It teaches us. They haven't yet crossed the, the Jordan. Before they did, what did they do? It says here, the children of Reuven, the children of God, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, they built there an altar. An altar before the Jordan. An altar that was great and the next word is the hebrew word mar which is of an appearance it made quite an impression now notice this it was an altar that was very very large and made quite an impression that's what is stated now the question is why did they do that what was their motivation and before we get to that we have to ask what did the rest of the children of israel think concerning this so there's two things one we're going to answer today the motivation of reuven god and the half tribe of banashay all those people we're going to discover next week in the second part of chapter two what their objective was why did they do that but first we want to see how the rest of the tribes, how did they respond to this? Look, if you would, to the next verse, verse 11. And the children of Israel heard, they heard about this, and they were saying something. So this report of this large altar that made quite an impression, it says the rest of the children of Israel, that is the intent. The other 10 tribes, they heard about this. Now, normally i get a question wait if we're dealing with reuven the tribe of reuven the tribe of god and the half tribe of Manasseh, isn't that three but we need to remember joseph joseph is spoken of as the tribe of ephraim and the tribe of Manasseh. so that tribe is divided into two and within Manasseh, there's another division so we have joseph the majority of the tribe of joseph on the western side of the jordan river so they are represented by 10 leaders and we find that that it's on the eastern side these two tribes and we might say two and a quarter normally we say two tribes and the half tribe of Manasseh. notice what we are told it says here verse 11 the children of israel heard more they were saying behold the children of reuven and the children of god meaning the sons the, the people and the half tribe of Manasseh, they have built an altar before the land of canaan meaning in the land of canaan to the the regions of the jordan meaning in that area the regions of the jordan river they built this uh to the the passage where they they cross over the children of israel so they're putting it in a strategic place where the children of israel cross over so it says back and forth this place of transition they put that altar there is what we're being told verse 12. now Pay very close attention because God's going to teach us something in the language of the next few verses. Verse 12. Again we're told, and the children of Israel heard. And what happened? It says Va ye ko adat Bene Israel. Ko adat Bene Israel. All your Bible will probably say all the congregation of the children of Israel were assembled but here's what's important that word a dot israel three words literally the congregation is the same word for a witness so it's the witness of of the children of israel we use that phrase congregation but it's better understood of a group of witnesses coming together to testify it refers us to the fact that we're called to bear witness just like we learn in our call to worship from psalm 105 verse one that we are called to call upon the name of the lord meaning we belong to him allow people to know we are his and then we make known to all the peoples his deeds what he has done this is what we're referring to here and it says that they assembled all the people all those tribes on the western side they assembled where at Shiloh to to go up unto them for an army meaning they assembled there in order to to pick the army for a purpose this means war this altar that was built by the tribe of Reuben the tribe of God and the half tribe of Banacheek this was a additional place of worship or at least this is what the people are thinking that they are building and establishing their own place of worship rather than shiloh now is that the right intent well you'll have to wait until next week but notice what the scripture says look now to verse verse 13 and they sent who sent the children of israel sent to the children of reuben the children of god and the children of the half tribe of Manasseh to the land of gilead so what do we have here well we have the children of israel those 10 tribes on the western side of the jordan river they sent we might say a delegation we'll talk about that delegation specifically in a moment but they sent a delegation to the land of gilead in order to speak in order to confront and remember what do we learn in the end of of verse verse 12 for an army so these leaders as we'll see went there and with them came an army verse 13 and the children of israel sent to the children of reuben the children of god and the half tribe of Manasseh to the land of gilead who did they send first and foremost pinchas the son of eleazar the priest. and who else look at verse 14 and 10. this has to do with the tribes that are represented on the western side of the jordan there's 12 tribes represented with ephraim and the other half tribe of Manasseh. This makes uh, nine and three quarters, but because all 10 are are represented, there are the 10 presidents with him, with Elazar. The presidents represent the leaders of the tribe. And it says, a president, one president, one president for the house of their father, according to all the tribes of Israel. So all of those 10 tribes that dwelt Or at least a portion nine full tribes and and most of the tenth tribe that dwelt on the east the west side of the jordan river in the land of canaan they sent and notice what it says the man that was sent was the head of the house of their fathers and it says they were and the implication is leaders of thousands of israel meeting these are people who ruled over thousands of of Israelites. These were important men that went with Eleazar the priest. And what happened? Well, look now to verse 15. And they came to the sons of Reuben, the children of Reuben, however you want to translate that, Bnei Reuben. And B'nai God, the the children of God, all of that tribe, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, they came where? To the land of Gilead. And they spoke with them, saying, verse 16, Now, they are aware that an altar was built, but a unique altar. One that was exceedingly large, and also one that was quite impressive. One that was, was quite an appearance. And this is going to be important next week when we examine the motivations of Reuven God and the half-tribe of Manasseh. But let's look at our last verse, verse 16. Thus all the congregation of the Lord spoke. Now, it's important here because there's a change. One of the best things to do is when you read scripture, read slowly. Read for changes. If you go back to an earlier verse, if you look at the end or the middle of verse 12, it says, kol adat bane Israel. All the congregation, we learned that word, is literally the witness of the children of Israel that assembled in Shiloh but when we look at verse 16 it says thus all and notice this adat same word but instead of adat ben israel adat hashem why is that there to teach us that when we give a proper witness it's not merely a witness of the people of god it is a witness of god they see god the peoples that see the witness see god in your life and that's why this verse is so so wonderful again verse verse 16 thus said all the witness of the lord how have you acted treacherously treacherously Uh, done this act of treason we might say how this treacherous act which you have acted treacherously against the god of israel now what they're saying is this the leadership is saying you have done a terrible sin you have acted treacherously before god the god of israel and why is that to turn this day from from after the lord meaning instead of following after god you've turned this day the day that you made that 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 altar you've turned away from the lord that's what what's being said now the question is this is that the intent of these tribes reuven God and the half tribe of Manasseh. Is this the intent with them making this altar, this large altar of quite, quite of an appearance, one that's most impressive? Was this their heart? And then now we're going to have to wait until next week to see what is said by these two and a half tribes were they trying to do what was being inferred by the people and if you look at many of the commentators they will say this it appears and we're going to learn next week this is not the case but it appears in the same way after there was that divided kingdom and the the tribes of israel divided between the southern kingdom judah and the northern kingdom israel what, what happened? Well, King Jeroboam said, you know, it, it's too difficult to go all the way to Jerusalem. Let's, let's establish two places of worship. Now, Jeroboam wanted to do that because he wanted to invalidate the tribe of Judah. He wanted to, to turn the people away from Jerusalem. Is this what's going on here? is the leadership of these two and a half tribes wanting to say we don't have to go to shiloh we can set up our own place of worship and worship god how we want to worship this is what is being inferred by the leader but they're doing something before they go to war before they take any action they send that delegation in order to speak now i see some wisdom in this and here's the wisdom Someone may do something and you view it and you view it in this way. You may be right, but you may be wrong. We're going to see next week that the desire of the people, according to the revelation of chapter 22 of Joshua, was something quite different. Now, they viewed it one way, but they intended it the people who did the act intended it differently and that's why we see a wonderful principle confront confront and ask because how you see things and what the intent is of someone else may be very different i know i have made that that error, that that mistake let's put it in proper terms sin many times you act upon what you see you make assumptions you read into it and that's one of the reasons why in jewish law and this is a a wonderful uh aspect of jewish law lakshov tov lakshov chayuvi what does that mean think good about the other person instead of putting a negative spin on it put a positive spin on it likewise that Lakshov, chayuvi think positive that that they did not mean it in a negative way but in a positive way so next week when we come together and we look at the words and hear the testimony of reuven god and the half tribe of manashe we're going to see that there's a different different mindset that these people had rather than the children of israel and in the end because the leadership handled it properly there was unity that unity that was emphasized earlier on in this passage that unity was kept wonderful principles in order to lay a foundation for a nation for a a people for a group for a few friends we always want to give the benefit of the doubt or at least hear Before you go to war, wise wisdom from the scripture. I'll close with that. Until next week, Shalom from Israel.
0: Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website loveisrael.org